Welcome to the Bull City Summit Podcast, a place where science, technology, art, and music converge, and a place where you can hear more about the Bull City Summit, September 15th to 17th, 2022, in the Bull City of Durham, North Carolina. Today, BCS CEO Parag Bhandari hosts from the EarFluence Podcast Studio at American Underground in Durham. Here's Parag. Well, we're here with uh, David Baird, CEO and founder of Gigmore, one of the partners for uh, the first and continuing Bull City Summit. Uh, it's great to have you here in the studio. Hey, no, happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot to talk about on Gigmore. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Obviously, we've used the platform for our for our event. Before we get into it, love to learn more about you personally, your your professional background prior to launching Gigmore. Well, I'm originally from Canada, fell in love with New York City and moved there. And after various different sort of career incarnations, including a stint on Wall Street, ended up in technology at AOL in the mid-90s when everything was just kind of starting. And it was a life-changing experience, I guess I could say. Ran at first their personal finance channel, which really we became the largest stock quote system in the world because we had 20 million uh, consumer users. It grew to all the e-commerce channels, as they were called by AOL then. And ultimately, you know, it was time to leave. They merged with Time Warner and started uh, an agency a little bit like uh, like yours, uh, but more design development. But really, I've been a musician my whole life, started classical piano, trumpet, guitar. And once I was in college, I was sort of always the guy who organized the band. You know, let's put a band together. And so the burden of finding gigs fell on the band leader, of course. So I've actually started bands in multiple cities along the way. So after AOL, I moved out west, moved to LA, and tried to recreate my the band I'd had in New York called Mojo Soul. And ran into all these obstacles, yeah. you know, just couldn't find compatible players. Uh, once I finally got over that hurdle, couldn't find, you know, well, where should we play? You know, we're not, we're, we were like a classic soul, funk, blues kind of band. So not every club wants that. And, and really, I just thought, you know, my experience in technology and my passion for music need to go together and kind of create this company. And our thesis from the, from the beginning was live music is super inefficient, fragmented, very low tech. Let's just develop innovative technology that makes things easier for everybody. So that's a little mini bio, the genesis of gig war. Yeah, that's great. So you're solving an issue. You're solving a problem, obviously, that you're experiencing yourself as a musician. Um, So the platform, you know, we've obviously loved using it, right? So we integrated it to use it. Well, you know, before maybe I go into how we use it, Tell us about its current iterations and some of the evolution of the platform that you've been using. I know you've got some new functionalities, all that, but maybe give our listeners just an overall sort of introduction to the platform itself. Yeah, uh, sure. Both for the artist side and for the venue side. Yeah, there's sort of been an evolution. And so it, uh, it's a great question. Essentially, if you want to build a marketplace, which is what we are, you know, between artists and musicians and venues and event planners, and you start with zero uh, of both, you know, good luck. It's just, it's just, I wouldn't say impossible, but it's very tough. So we actually started out as a musician matching site, which was problem number one for me when I moved to LA Mm -hmm. and tried to, you know, find compatible band members. But it really was part of a plan to get a critical mass of musicians in place before we went and started marketing ourselves to venues. So 
we grew, we actually kind of uh, did a, a kind of a Craigslist hack where we advertised in about 80 cities across the U.S. and Canada, got to about 45,000 members relatively quickly. And by matching musicians based on genre, instrument, location, and playing level or, and goals. But really, so then we had to kind of launch a whole new site uh, that was the two-sided marketplace uh, where we were gonna, now going to bring in the venues. Uh, so that was in tw- uh, summer 2017, we launched that. So, you know, we had 45,000 artists, but zero venues. So over time, we've learned, you know, how to market ourselves to venues uh, digitally and, and in person, obviously, and have grown through the years to about 70,000 artists, 3,000 venues. And the, the site has evolved uh, from the two-sided marketplace that was the, the phase two, if you will, to a full-fledged booking platform that you guys have experienced. And then, you know, as a kind of result of what went on in COVID, we saw there was an opportunity in ticketing, which we hadn't really understood before. So really the the site kind of has evolved to match the process, the booking process. And so we kind of, you know, how does a venue think or an event planner? Artist discovery, step one. What artists are the right artists to come play at my, my event or my venue? Second, evaluate artists. How, how do I figure out who the right artists are? You know, so uh, third step is that the actual booking, you know, that, that you guys experienced. Mm-hmm. Ticketing is obviously kind of a piece of that, of actually putting on the live event and where we're headed, and we can talk, you know, in a bit, but it's kind of like once those events are created and, and an artist is booked, uh, they still need a lot of promotion and uh, both the venues and artists need promotion. But essentially our goal was to mirror that process, that booking process from discovery to ticketing and promotion in an online site. Mm-hmm. You know, So another way to describe it I, is kind of like Live Nation for independent music, but very tech-driven. You know, yeah. We try to, try to do everything, if we can, faster and smarter and more efficiently with technology. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I we'll talk about how we use it for the summit, but even before the summit, we used it for some of the the independent venue bookings that we do here in Durham and some other markets. Right. Um, and, you know, as a promoter working it um, from a, you know, venue and booking side of, side of things, it was just an ease of use, right? It was just super simple, right? Which, you know, you know, is, is a navigational issue with design and all that stuff, right? So all that, all that was good. But I, what I thought was really, you know, interesting was it, you know, really tailored to the independent artist market, obviously, but it could easily be used by professional agencies as well, right? And it could be scaled between smaller venues and all the way up to festivals and summits, how, how we're using it, right? And our experience with using it has been great, right? So we we did the artist submission process through Gig War, mm-hmm. and we had a couple hundred, you know, artists that 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 submitted through the website, but then created gig more accounts. And as now we go into our rescheduling for some of these events and venues, we have all the data, we have all the contact, we have everything in one platform to just re, you know, resend offers out and, and, and for the rescheduled date. So I'm, I'm, uh, I think grateful is the word for that, for that ease given, given some of the rescheduling, but yeah, no, I think it's great. And then, you know, the ticketing, you know, functionality just seems like an, an obvious evolution as well. Um, Talk to talk to our audience about like you've you're primarily in Los Angeles and New York and some of the larger markets and how has the adoption been 
you know, either prior to, and then you're mentioning some live streaming opportunities as well that are potentially coming down the pike. You know, we had through the musician matching site, you know, musicians, you know, across North America, when it came to marketing ourselves to venues, we had to, just as you said, mm -hmm. kind of pick and choose. And obviously, luckily, I like to say, you know, no slur on Cleveland, but luckily we didn't start in Cleveland right. because we we started in LA. Right. So we could go literally down the street mm -hmm. and meet people at the Viper Room or the Whiskey or some of these world famous venues. So that's really what we did in LA. And, and pre-COVID had a small biz dev team that, you know, went out and, you know, in the tech, tech speak, it was a non-scalable biz dev strategy. It required in-person meetings, emails, phone calls, follow-ups, and so on. Mm -hmm. But these venues are worth that effort because they bring their reputation. They provide a lot of validation mm -hmm. to the platform. Mm -hmm. So though that effort really took place in the early days, mostly only in L.A., then we kind of expanded to New York. But what we do in addition is, uh, you know, obviously we're available on the web for anybody to find. Uh, we've gotten very good at figuring out what the right keywords are to bring on board uh, artists, you know, find gigs near me, you know, what, that type of thing. Right. But we, we also figured out what keywords work for uh, the broader class of talent seekers that's sort of not the full-time music venue people, but other people who still would like to have live music, you know, I've, I mentioned to you like a loft hotels mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. a craft brewery or, and they typically don't have a full-time talent buyer mm -hmm. on board. They don't have that sort of process in place. So we, we've grown, you know, really across the U S and, and there's no geographic limitation to our marketing, you know, through uh, AdWords and, and search terms mm -hmm. in most major markets, we have pretty good uh, uh, roster of artists and some venues or other. Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's still, you know, and COVID obviously stalled our growth, you know, really for two years. So now it's really coming back and coming back uh, strongly. So, you know, there's lots lots to be done, yep. lots of expansion ahead. Yep. But that's kind of how we've grown up to, up to yeah. this point. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, obviously with Bull City Summit and with Durham and, and, and the Triangle in general, there's so many independent opportunities for for a platform like a more independent you know venue op uh, opportunities but then just like you're saying i mean this platform can be used from a restaurant that has live music weekly up into you know proper 600 and above rooms so you're here for a couple of days and we've got a couple of shows tonight pinhook and surf club and a few others um other independent venue owners or independent restaurant owners that that may be listening how What's the benefit that they can receive by using the platform? Yeah, I think the first is artist discovery. You know, I was talking to a pretty famous venue in New York whose name shall remain unknown at the moment. But hmm. um, basically, um, they were saying, how can we find artists that are not already in our network mm -hmm. or that, that are not already kind of hitting us up, you know, on our email? And we ourselves put together events. We call it Gigmore Presents. And, you know, basically with technology, there's always sort of the undiscovered gems, you know, basically around the country. So when we put a, a gig post up on our site for Gigmore Presents, um, it, it, and we promote that obviously to artists in the, in the area and some opportunities to all of our artists. Mm -hmm. We find artists that, you know, we're, we're pretty familiar with who the artists are in given markets, but we f always find new artists. Right. We're growing right now about 500 artists a month. 
So even if you looked six months ago, um, there's going to be a whole bunch of more more new artists in your area. Mm-hmm. So artist discovery number one. Um, if you if you create a gig post, it's kind of like declaring what kind of artists you're looking for, the genres and so on, maybe open dates. So there's some efficiency right there. But what you can also do is use our uh, search the database of artists again by genre, location, um, you know, band, uh, singer songwriter, uh, that type of thing. And when you find artists that meet your criteria, you can easily just send them a booking offer. Uh, every artist has a big book now button on there um, that you click on that and essentially you can fill in uh, the date, uh, payment terms, that type of thing, and send them a booking offer right. that they get immediately. You know, what that compares to both the gig post uh, way of doing it and the search and and make a booking offer is if you're, well, if you're a craft brewery marketing manager, you might know some local artists, but you know, you might, you might have like in your email database, like a few artists. If you book artists more frequently, you're going to get these unsolicited email from artists. How do you know, you know, you might get a hundred of those a day, you know, at a bigger venue. How do you know which email is worth your time? Right. Um, those submissions vary in quality from, yo, dude, you know, want to play there to, you know, a well-crafted submission with lots of links to social mm-hmm. media and music. So uh, an, a gig more artist profile essentially gives you everything you need in one, you know, one-stop shop, mm-hmm. essentially, as you guys I'm, uh, hopefully saw. Yeah. You know, that the social media links are all there, the size of the social media fan base is right there, music videos and so on, uh, past gigs, upcoming gigs. So essentially, you know, we're really trying to t- add more efficiency to that mm-hmm. process. You know, I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah, no, and it's 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 obvious. You know, I think, I mean, again, just, just referring to what we talked about, there's an immediate use for us right away. And the plan, you know, has always and still is to continue doing, you know, various satellite events. So for us, just having this initial database with everything that you're saying, is good because they'll just be repeat bookings from from that database, you know, coming you know through the months and and hopefully years. So and, and you know it, for you guys and and a venue as well, yeah. repeat bookings um, is is an interesting sort of use case because um, if you want to rebook a band without Gigmore, you have to find their email address. You know, then you kind of have to send out an email with the terms in it. To rebook an artist is like a one one click away mm-hmm. on Gigmore. Mm-hmm. If you it's, if they're already in your dashboard, mm-hmm. you just click and send them another booking offer with maybe a new date or whatever, and it, it's designed to make that rebooking even faster and easier. Yep. The payment process for artists and the payment process for venues is re- relatively automated as well. I know it's that's evolving evolving as well, yeah. but. I think once you have that and the ticketing, it really is that one-stop independent marketplace that, again, I think it is, you know, there's others in the pl- in the space that are doing it, but it's not, uh, you're, you're, you're targeting a really interesting independent market to, to adopt first, which is which is smart, especially, you know, in, in these times. So yeah. that's why we love using it, you know. And well, we'll, well thank, we'll you, thank you for using the platform, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's great for us to kind of get the get your feedback, what's working and what's not. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, um, there's 25 million artists on SoundCloud. There's there are about in the U.S. 20,000 represented artists, you know, with an agent, mm-hmm, manager, and type mm-hmm. of thing. So that's a huge wow. number of unserved, you know, musicians who are kind of independent and live in a DIY world. And you know, sure, we'd love to book a tour for you know the next tour for whatever top level artist there is. Yeah. 
but everybody's, you know, there's a lot of competition in that world and it's really dominated by Live Nation yeah. anyway. Yeah. So essentially there's just, there's no central platform that's there to help, right. you know, both the artists and the, and the venues. Right. So going back to like the genesis of, of Gigmore, right. We were talking, um, you were talking that you were, uh, sort of the leader of, of the group in terms of the band that you were in. Um, and that sort of led to you some, some early ideas. If you had Gigmore then during that time, how would you use it? How would it have changed your career potentially? Yeah. Great question. Back in the days I described, you know, you really, there was no online directory of, of clubs. So I literally went around with the demo CD and dropped it off at a club and hope, hope to hear back, you know, with Gigmore, what an artist can do is obviously we are that online directory of clubs. So they can search the database of uh, it's called the industry category of clubs and other kinds of talent seekers to, you know, and again, by genre, location, uh, uh, booking activity, I would have used it to identify the likely clubs that would work, you know, for our band. And then on our site, you can reach out, you can message them, which is a more direct way to reach them than sending an unsolicited email. Totally. Or meeting um, them at know, a club. Book, booking yeah. at xyzclub.com gets, mm -hmm. like I said, 100 emails a day. How you get noticed in that? But you send them a, a DM on Gigmore, they get a notification. It's, it's a more immediate. And as a matter of fact, what we're developing is uh, a instant chat messenger on the platform so that artists can message each other, uh, fans can message and chat with uh, artists and other fans, but also, you know, you have that direct uh, instant message with uh, any venue who's a member. Yeah, no, that's great. The functionality is just going to keep on growing. I, you know, obviously, like I said, there's, there's, you know, platforms, whether it's been, you know, Sonic Bids or, or Reverb Nation that, that, that are in the space. But my experience with the platform has always been very artist friendly and like not too indie. And what I mean by that is, there's, you know, as you know, there's platforms where it's like, oh, yeah, this is really, really indie, you know, yeah. like yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah. Right. in yeah. terms of both functionality or even, brand or even just whatever look and feel right so knowing that it looks and feels but also operates like a great good you know new independent marketplace is exactly why i wanted to work with it so oh awesome well yeah. well you know it's interesting you say that because you know i come from technology obviously um but a bit, i've been a musician when there's a lot you know the music tech space which you know pretty well I like to say that a lot of times it's people from music who go, oh, well, we, we're going to develop this app or this, you know, but they really don't know how to build the tech, right? But then there's people from tech who come and say, oh, music, big opportunity, I'm going to build this, but they don't know anything about the music industry. So, you know, I think one of the reasons we've been able to, you know, kind of be as successful as we have so far, and we have so many plans for product development and redesigns and so on and so forth, but is that we are, can sort of have the left brain, right brain, you know, tech, music embedded in our culture. And, you know, so we, we take our product, uh, the quality of our product really seriously. Yeah, no. And I, from, again, you know, we'll wrap up, but, you know, from a functionality standpoint, it makes total sense for in, you know, independent artists, independent venues all the way up. Because you're getting the data, you're getting so many other things other than just it being a transactional platform. So, yeah, I mean, fan, you know, yeah. we look forward to the day when, the next Billie Eilish, mm -hmm. you know, got her start on Gigmore mm -hmm. because 
that Billie Eilish started out, I think, at a local coffee shop or yeah. wine stop, yeah. shop or something. So that's how artists start, you know, yeah. and, and we want to follow their follow them as they grow their careers and grow their fan bases. So it's been a fun journey so far. That was Prague Bandari with Gigmore's David Baird. For Gigmore's live music marketplace, head to gigmore.com. That's G-I-G-M-O-R.com. And for everybody interested in attending Bull City Summit, September 15th to 17th, head to bullcitysummit.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you again soon on the Bull City Summit podcast. This podcast is a production of EarFluence. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of EarFluence.